Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello. And welcome to another installment of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and extraordinarily talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have lovingly dubbed the Sprawl. On today's program, we pay tribute, homage, we pay our respects to some of our favorite musicians. About 10 years ago, I came across a book by somebody that would become one of my favorite nonfiction writers, a gentleman by the name of Chuck Klosterman. Title of the book, Killing Yourself to Live. Now, the book principally concerns Klosterman as he recounts a nationwide expedition that he undertook in order to visit places where famous musicians had passed away. Upon reading the book, I was struck by the premise, the concept, the idea of visiting places where musical artists perished seemed unique and really unlike anything that I had come across in mainstream contemporary nonfiction. He went to the place where Leonard Skinner's airplane crashed. In Los Angeles, in our midst, he stopped on the corner of Wilshire and Fairfax where Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, was gunned down in 1997. I'd like to believe that Klosterman undertook this mission, so to speak, in tribute to the folks that he chose to cover rather than as a morbid ambulance-chasing, ghoulish sort of quest. But it did get me thinking, why doesn't anyone really talk about visiting cemeteries and paying tribute to musicians who are no longer with us? The Sprawl is home to Los Angeles, the global ambassador for the entertainment industry. So it would stand to reason that a great number of folks involved in that industry would call the sprawl their final resting place. 
Lisa and I visited a number of cemeteries around Southern California and have compiled this, our definitive guide to the 10 cemeteries that you can visit where we hope you will pay a respectful tribute to your favorite artists. Let's begin. At number 10, All Souls Cemetery in Long Beach. The final resting spot for much-beloved Latin music superstar Jenny Rivera. Now, on the day that Lisa and I had occasion to visit the grave of Miss Rivera, we were not the only ones that had the idea. A multitude of fans, both old and young, congregated right around Miss Rivera's grave. Oftentimes there is a degree of legwork involved with finding the final resting place for a beloved artist. But in this case, the location of Mr. Vera's grave was quite clear. It was the one with a gigantic arrangement of folks positioned around it. The huddled masses standing in plain sight, all there to say goodbye to a truly venerated figure in the world of Latin music. And number 10, saying goodbye to our favorite musicians, Jenny Rivera at All Souls Cemetery in Long Beach. And number nine, the grave of Richie Valens is located at the San Fernando Mission Cemetery in Mission Hills in the San Fernando Valley. It's here that you'll amble upon the final resting place for wunderkind Chicano musical artist Richie Valens. The boy with the all-time pipes was tragically taken from us way, way, way too soon. Valens was only approaching the age of 19 when he perished on the day that the music died. At the cemetery, you'll also find the tomb of Bob Hope and a number of other luminaries from the world of stage and screen. But if you're the type of person such as myself and La Bamba holds a singular place within your heart, why not take a flower on over to the grave of Richie Valens? And number eight, Valley Oaks Memorial Cemetery in Westlake Village. This is the final resting place for Karen Carpenter and Harry Nilsson. A beautiful cemetery. Carpenter is buried in a family plot within walking distance from rock icon Harry Nilsson. Ron Goldman, the victim in the Nicole Brown Simpson murder case, or the other victim from that murder case from 1994, is also buried on the premises. This is definitely one of the more picturesque places that we happen to visit. An elegant pseudo-oasis of greenery, expertly maintained foliage. Valley Oaks Memorial is without question a fine place to visit where you can pay your final respects to Miss Karen Carpenter, who left us way too soon at the age of 33, and landmark genre-bending guitar god Harry Nilsson. At number seven, Inglewood Park Cemetery, where once-in-a-lifetime musicians Ray Charles, Etta James, and Chet Baker are all buried. This enormous parcel of land 
within shouting distance of Sophie Stadium, is one of the oldest cemeteries anywhere in the sprawl. Begun in 1907, Inglewood Park has been an indispensable portion of the South Los Angeles community since its founding. It serves as the final resting spot for, as I mentioned, Mr. Ray Charles, at last Queen Etta James, jazz drumming Lord Chet Baker, but also figures who made an indelible impression in the lexicon of American pop culture. People like Robert Kardashian and Johnny Cochran are both buried here. It's a massive, forgive the pun, sprawling cemetery. Very easy to get lost here before visiting the graves of your favorite musicians. Please be advised that this is probably the most confusing cemetery that we happen to visit. So I would urge you to visit a couple of different YouTube accounts that specialize in logistics when it comes to finding these notable grave sites. Number seven, Inglewood Park Cemetery in Inglewood. And number six, Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills, which is the final resting place for a herd of recognizable folks from all over the entertainment industry. But we're going to focus on the fact that Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills is where Nipsey Hussle was buried after he was tragically gunned down inside his own clothing store at the age of 34 a couple of years back. Also at Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills lay the graves of Liberace and as I indicated a ton of people that you would recognize from stage and screen. People like Paul Walker and Brittany Murphy, Dr. Jerry Buss, and Bill Paxton. A beautiful hilltop cemetery for the people that love, last time that I checked as much as I do, a wonderful place where you can pay tribute to Nipsey Hussle and a ton of other figures lauded during their lifetimes. And number five. The Westminster Memorial Park Cemetery in Westminster. This takes us to Orange County so that we can pay tribute to one of the greats, lead vocalist of Sublime Bradley Knoll. The man behind What I Got, Santeria, Wrong Way, and a myriad of other chart-topping singles died of a drug overdose at the age of 28 in a hotel room in South San Francisco. But as anyone familiar with Sublime would know, the Orange County bred musician basically had to be buried near his hometown of Long Beach. Adjacent to Garden Grove, Noel's grave at Westminster is a place where fans of Sublime can visit, lay down flowers, or as we saw on our visit, some ceremonial beer cans and a 40-ounce bottle of malt liquor as they say goodbye to a man taken from us way too soon. And number five, we recommend visiting the grave of Bradley Knoll at Westminster Memorial Park Cemetery in Westminster. And number four, we head to Long Beach, stopping to pay our respects to the best hook singer of all time. We stop at Forest Lawn, Long Beach, where we say goodbye to none other than Nathaniel Hale, a.k.a. Nate Dogg. 
Now, this cemetery was initially called Sunnyside. However, it was snapped up by the proprietors of the Forest Lawn Company in 1978. Same situation, well, different than Jenny Rivera, but we did see other folks who were clearly on hand to pay their respects to Nate Dog. He actually passed away at the age of 41, way, way, way before his time. And if you're like me and can't get enough of those soulful hooks that he was so prone to sing, visit Nate Dogg's grave to say goodbye in person at Forest Lawn, Long Beach. At number three, Rose Hills Cemetery in Whittier. This is the final resting place for NWA member Eric Wright, known to the world as Easy e Eazy-E was taken from us, again, way, way, way too soon, passing from complications following a battle with the HIV virus. On our visit to this particular cemetery, which is one of the largest in the United States, actually, this particular cemetery claims to be the largest in America, Verifying the veracity of that claim was a fruitless endeavor. Suffice to say that the place is ginormous. And when we actually located the grave of Eric Wright, Easy e we encountered a gentleman selling Easy e related paraphernalia. One of the stranger things, uh, maybe the strangest thing that we actually encountered as we visited a great many cemeteries... To just have someone who seemingly spends all day selling t-shirts with Easy es picture on them next to his grave. Pretty morbid, definitely unsettling, no matter being a diehard rap fan. It was something of a pilgrimage to see the final resting place for Easy e And it's here at the Rose Hill Cemetery in Whittier. And number two, Forest Lawn Glendale, the flagship outpost of the Forest Lawn Cemetery chain. This is where a vast array of celebrities from all corners of the entertainment industry are buried. Everyone from Walt Disney to our beloved Sam Cooke, Forest Lawn Glendale is the burial place for legendary performers. But perhaps the most legendary of them all is buried in a mausoleum that's very difficult to gain entry into. This is where Michael Jackson is buried. The King of Pop took his last breath in the summer of 2009, passing away at the age of 50. And though his crypt is very well guarded and private, the 10-year anniversary of his passing a couple years ago was an occasion where this mausoleum was open to the public so that folks could gather and pay their final respects to probably the most influential musician of the 20th century. People like Humphrey Bogart are buried here. Directors, actors, actresses, musicians, far and wide. But Michael Jackson, there's no one bigger. And even if you can't actually get into the mausoleum and you just sort of stand right outside, 
feel safe in knowing that is the final resting place for the King of Pop. And as a Jackson superfan, you've done your part in saying goodbye to the legend himself. At number one on our list of the 10 cemeteries in Southern California where you can pay your respect to your favorite musicians is Hollywood Forever. The final resting place for Soundgarden frontman Chris Cornell. Arguably the most famous cemetery in Los Angeles, and dare I say anywhere, within the Southern California sprawl, this Paramount Pictures adjacent property is home to a wide swath of recognizable faces from stage and screen. Johnny Ramone, guitarist from the eponymous band, has a statue next to his gravesite. Child actor turned adult leading man Anton Yelchin also has a miniature statue next to his burial site. But when Chris Cornell took his own life in 2017, no one was more stunned than your humble correspondent and host. As someone that grew up adoring the music of Soundgarden and then later worshipping the records from Audio Slave, Cornell's passing was a devastating blow. You can watch footage of Cornell's funeral online where Chester Bennington, the departed vocalist from Linkin Park, sang Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah before putting Cornell to rest. Hollywood Forever is unlike any cemetery that you'll probably ever visit in your life. No, it's not Westminster Abbey, but it honorably calls many of the most legendary figures from the worlds of music, theater, and film. It serves as their final resting place. We highly recommend that you visit so that you can pay your respects to the dearly departed Chris Cornell. And that's going to do it for another episode of the show. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support of the podcast. It does mean the world to both Lisa and I. The Instagram handle, if you'd like to give us a follow, is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. We'd also like to draw your attention to our terrific website. And it's on this website that you can snap up your copies of the Living in the Sprawl Guide, which exists so that you don't have to go combing through old archived episodes of the program in search of that one specific recommendation that you might have heard one calendar year ago. Don't do that. Save the time. Get the guide. We also always appreciate hearing from you wonderful listeners. Write us an email with your thoughts. How are we doing? Possibly tell us about episode topics that you would like to hear covered on forthcoming episodes of the show. Any and all feedback is tremendously appreciated. Write us at livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. We do love corresponding with everyone. On behalf of myself, I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and talented producer, slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. We'll talk again soon.